This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. True crime seems to be everywhere, on streaming TV, TikTok, podcasts. There's just something about diving into the tragic details of unsolved murders or the sinister minds of criminals that people can't seem to get enough of. Serial killers have been a particular favorite, like Ted Bundy, the Zodiac Killer, and the latest pop culture obsession, Jeffrey Dahmer. But recent headlines might be dulling the allure of true crime entertainment, especially if you're a Northern California resident. We're following breaking news out of Stockton. A string of recent murders, five of them since July, and police now say they're all connected in some way. The victims of the five deadly shootings in Stockton have mostly been Latino men. Some were homeless. We now know the identity of all of the victims killed over the last few months as Stockton police continue to try to search for answers. Those victims include Paul Alexander Yaw Salvador, William Dubidi Jr., Lorenzo Lopez, Jonathan Hernandez Rodriguez, and Juan Cruz. All of them are men who were by themselves at night when they were shot and killed. But then on Tuesday, a new development has brought concern to the Bay Area. Investigators in Stockton have now linked two more deadly shootings to a suspected serial killer, including one killing in Oakland. The Oakland victim is a 40-year-old man killed on April 10th of last year. In each case, the victims were shot to death, caught by surprise in the dark. Stockton police don't have a lot to go off of at the moment. They're offering a $95,000 reward for information from the public. And in the meantime, communities in Stockton and beyond are on edge. Chronicle reporter Kevin Fagan spent Tuesday on the ground in Stockton to look into the recent killings. He spoke with family members of the victims and listened to how the community is feeling at the moment. Kevin knows a thing or two about serial killers. He spent three years investigating the unsolved murders of gay men in San Francisco during the 70s. That reporting was shared in the Chronicle podcast, The Doodler. Kevin stepped away from his reporting in Stockton to chat with me by Zoom from inside his car. Here's my conversation with Kevin Fagan, who shares what we know about the Stockton serial killer and his thoughts on the enduring fascination with killers like this. Kevin Fagan, you're sort of known as the Chronicle's resident serial killer expert. Before we talk about what's going on right now in Stockton, remind us what defines a serial killer. It's when you kill more than a few people and you do it over a length of time. It's not all at once. If you kill a bunch of folks at once, that's a mass killing. Uh, when you kill them uh, several days apart or weeks apart or months apart, sometimes years apart, that's a serial killing. And I've covered the Zodiac Killer for 26 years. The I was on scene at the Unabomber bust and covered that guy forever. William Bonin, the Freeway Killer. I mean, it's become a phenomenon in America since the 70s. It was not a known thing before then. Uh, the Doodler, uh, who killed gay men in San Francisco in 1974-75, that really wasn't even known as a serial killing at the time. It was just known mm. as a series of killings. The term got coined by, oh, the FBI really kind of drove it. 
uh, in the late 70s, early 80s. And frankly, our society's become more violent and I got to say twisted. So we have mm. more serial killings and serial killers than I believe we've had in history. And it's just in the last 40, 45 years or so. So now Stockton police are investigating a string of killings that fit the profile of a serial killer's actions. Tell me about the incidents in Stockton specifically. When and where did they take place? Well, this is uh, this is mysterious, first off. And the police have only caught on to this thing in the last week or so. And they've all happened in the north part of town. Uh, in dark areas, isolated at the time, uh, the victims were alone. Early, early morning, late at night, there have been very little, you know, reports of any witnesses or evidence, and the cops are still scraping through that. I hear things, as you always do, especially in serial killings, because a lot of people like to weigh in, and a lot of people do call in with useful stuff and with not useful stuff. But I'm hearing. There may be some things they can latch onto. The police say they're they're really scratching. They have some ballistics mm-hmm. evidence from the shell casings and a little bit of a silhouette looking photo from one of the surveillance cameras at one of the scenes. But that's about it. And it's not much to go on. Hmm. And it seems like these attacks, I mean, are there robberies involved or does it just appear like senseless killings? Senseless killings. No robbery, no drugs, no gang activity, evidently, just some guy who comes up and shoots a person. And that's the scariest of all kinds of killings. It's pretty rare when you have someone just walking around, finding people to kill at random and then killing them. Mm. That's, that's why these things get so much attention because it's, it's extra terrifying. Because it means anyone's game. So initially, this serial killer was believed to have been only attacking in Stockton. But now detectives believe the same person or people may have also been responsible for murders in Oakland. Tell me about the latest development. Now, there was a one victim in April 2021. So it's quite a while ago. who was shot dead in Oakland. And they did ballistics matches that appear to show that the same gun that fired in the killings here in Stockton also was used in a killing in Oakland. And what do we know about some of the victims of these killings? Who are they? Are there some patterns that have emerged? No, that's the weird thing. I guess the the closest thing you come to a pattern is that four of the shooting victims here in Stockton were Latino and two of them were homeless. But there's a significant amount of the uh, population here that's Latino and they're, you know, thousands of homeless people. It's tough to stitch anything together with that. The cops aren't going straight to a hate crime. I mean, it would tend to point towards something since most of the victims are Latino, but there is one white man who was killed. Trying to trying to read into the into these things can be very difficult until you know what you know. And I understand that you've talked to some of the family members of some of the victims. Tell me more about them. Who were they? What have the family members shared with you? I've gotten some information from one of the victims. A guy named Lopez was uh, evidently a really good musician. And his brother is a musician. He was just walking around and got killed. It's it, Senseless is the word that comes up all the time. One of the victims, Salvador Debidi, was really a talented singer, rapper, graphic artist. And I talked to his mother and his brother and they're heartbroken. He was killed in August 
shot to death near a Popeye's fast food restaurant while I was trying to get dinner. And they, you know, like a lot of folks, they can't make sense of it. You know, why would someone just come up to their son and brother and shoot him to death right out of the, right out of the dark. And uh, there's no explanation, no motivation. He didn't have a beef with anyone that they know of. Salvador had four children and now they don't have a dad. It just, it just tears them up. Uh, and you can tell it's, it, that's the kind of pain that never goes away. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What is sort of the atmosphere in Stockton right now? I understand you've been out there, you're reporting, you're talking to people. What are you hearing from people in the community? Well, people are afraid because... Uh, the worst kind of killer is someone who just randomly picks out a victim, kills them in any way they can kill them. And that's what appears to be happening here. So you don't know what uh, you're getting into when you go out at night, if you're alone. So people are starting to go in groups. Mm-hmm. I talked to quite a few homeless folks and they're pretty terrified because they're vulnerable enough as it is sleeping outside. Uh, the ones who are in shelters feel a little more safe, but you know, in the daytime they walk around, they don't have homes to go hang out in. A lot of them told me that they're carrying sticks and, and rocks with them and camping together in groups so that they have some safety in numbers. This one fellow named Arturo Pena uh, was heading over to a soup kitchen when my photographer colleague, uh, Santiago Mejia, and I stopped and talked to him and he spoke Spanish and uh, he said that uh, not everyone in his community knows about this, but everyone he knows is sleeping together in groups and keeping some weapons by them. And when you're on the street, I mean, most homeless folks don't have guns. He told me, we know we're not likely to kill him, but hopefully we can at least slow him down if he attacks us. I mean, imagine sleeping outside with that as your mentality. It's, it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And how are the police advising the public to stay safe while this investigation continues? It's still very early. Yeah. Don't go alone in dark places, which is, you know, what we tell our kids. <laughs> but mm-hmm. even more so than ever, uh, don't go out alone in a place where a lot of people can't see you. You know, don't park your car somewhere where it's isolated because one of the folks who was killed was, was shot to death in a car. Mm. They all were men until this morning. When the police said that they believe there's ballistics show that there was a woman who was shot and not killed, but shot in April of 2021, just a few days after the victim was shot to death in Oakland with the same kind of gun. Mm. At this point, it seems like the killer's only working in Stockton and probably Oakland. 
but you don't know. I mean, Ted Bundy roamed everywhere. Uh, the Unabomber killed all over the country. Uh, the Zodiac, you know, made the Bay Area his hunting ground. Right. They don't always stick to one place. And obviously, you know, a situation like this garners a lot of public interest. True crime itself has become such a popular genre. You know, as someone who has investigated these kinds of stories, what do you think is something that's important to keep in mind? You know, at the end of the day, these are real victims with loved mm. ones. It's not just a salacious thing to follow with curiosity, right? Oh, yeah. This is anything but entertainment. It's it, mm -hmm. it kind of grates on me now. I've been doing this for a long time. And I can't count how many killings I've covered at length or in short or long. The thing to always remember, there are real people involved in this. And when, you know, it may seem entertaining when you're watching a documentary or you know, one of those zillion crime shows. But for every time someone is killed, they leave a string of misery all around them. Uh, relatives, friends, things they could have had, uh, things they could have done. Their life is capped at 16 or 20 or whatever the heck it is they are when they're shot dead or stabbed dead. And the, the, the family of the killer. I mean, the, the killers always, well, almost always have really tragic stories themselves. They were abused mm -hmm. as children. They, there's always something that drives them into killing someone. And sometimes it's just an impulsive thing that happens spur of the moment, whatever it is. There's, there's misery there too and pain uh, and their families are usually shocked and ashamed. And the killer after a gazillion years in prison often is repentant, sometimes not. It's just, it's just God awful all the way around mm -hmm. and it is not entertaining and it hurts your heart every time you got to strap in for one of these things because you're talking to someone who lost their loved one and it's just you know, well, heartbreaking. Right. Kevin, that's an important reminder. Thank you so much for helping us understand this terrifying situation. I appreciate the time. Well, thank you too, Cecilia. Kevin Fagan is a reporter for The Chronicle. Find ongoing coverage of the Stockton serial killer at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. If you're curious about Kevin's previous investigative reporting on The Doodler, the serial killer from the 1970s, check out The Chronicle podcast, The Doodler, wherever you listen to Fifth Emission. Thank you to King Kaufman for editing this episode and to you for listening. <laughs>